Here and now, I evoke the elemental force of earth, the soil of fertility and growth, fertile source of stability, stillness, and health. I seek the deep cavern within that I might patiently build strength, mystery, sanctuary, and abundance. I call you forth to filter away all that is impure and to stand rooted in this world. Mountain and dust, footstep and stone, earth, I call thee hence. where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of The Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? few weeks, we have entered the realms of air and water and fire, and this week we feel our feet rooted firmly in the realm of earth. Take a moment now and just notice the weight of your body. Notice the warmth of your seat where it meets the chair, or your feet where they meet the ground. Feel the coolness of your in-breath and the warmth of your out-breath. Feel the strength in your teeth as you clench your jaw and the length of your spine as it holds you upright. All of this, all of this physical mass and volume and strength and, so- and solidness, all of this is the realm of earth. In astrology, Earth is ruled by Saturn, Mercury, and Venus in the signs of Capricorn, Virgo, and Taurus, respectively. So Saturn brings us Earth energy in the sign of Capricorn. Mercury brings us Earth energy in the sign of Virgo. And Venus brings us Earth energy in the sign of Taurus. In the tarot, the Earth is represented by the suit of pentacles. In the chakra system, Our root chakra is connected to the element of earth. In Ayurveda, people who are dominated by the energy of earth and water are the kapha people. In alchemy, the element of earth is represented by the element salt. Earth energy moves downward and inward. It is cold, drying, rigid. 
It's the energy of structure, foundation, shelter, and strength. Earth is the material form that unites itself to the immaterial spirit, to clothe the spirit in form, to create and manifest the energetic blueprints of the spiritual world, the dreaming mind of the divine, into the tangible expressions that we call physical reality. Behind every atom that generates the structure and form of physicality, there's a tremendous amount of empty space and potential energy. If an atom were the size of a football stadium, like an NFL football stadium, the nucleus of that atom, the only part of the atom that has any physical density at all, would be the size of a pea, a little green pea out of a pea pod. All of the rest of that atom, the whole football stadium, is empty space. But within that pea-sized nucleus is contained a huge amount of energy holding those protons and neutrons together, and subatomic particles too. The energy that's holding that nucleus together is called nuclear energy. If you took one liter of water and separated out all of the hydrogen atoms in that liter of water and then broke those atoms apart by fission, fission means uh, breaking the nucleus apart, it would release an amount of energy equivalent to burning a million gallons of gasoline all at once. This release of nuclear energy called nuclear fission is the technology behind nuclear weapons. For the first time in a generation, we are once again facing the threat of nuclear weapons as Russia moves to invade Ukraine and all of NATO mobilizes to respond to this threat. Hidden within the tiny seed of the nucleus exists all of the energy to create life and to destroy it. Our own sun is an ongoing nuclear fusion event, combining the nuclei of hydrogen atoms to create helium, and in the process, releasing huge amounts of energy in the form of heat and light. This fusion reaction also creates density, matter, in the form of the elements on the periodic table in a process called nucleosynthesis. Our world is born in the crucible of fiery chaos. Over time, this molten foundation cools and compresses into metals like iron and biologically imperative materials like carbon and oxygen. The iron in our blood was made by nuclear fusion of stars approximately 10 billion years ago, approximately 3 billion years after the birth of this universe. Of course, this story is incomplete and a theory based on a few thousand years of recorded human thought and speculation and experimentation. And yet this story is a great one. 
The reality that all of the world that we can see is created by the explosions of stars and compression of black holes and the cooling of dust particles after supernovas, all tamed and cooled and condensed enough to create the delicate, fragrant petal of a rose is absolutely breathtaking. I think part of the magic of each element is the reality that every element creates all other elements. The atom, the foundational building block of earth, is also the foundation of air and water and fire. Like nuclear fission, fire is the release of potential energy locked away within matter to create heat and light. Buried within everything we see is an invisible, contained, secret fire that holds all things together and when released can tear all things asunder. This realm of Earth, this planet we live on, exists in a precarious balance of the forces of life and the elements. On one of our closest neighboring planets, Venus, the elements of life exist in a much different balance. The atmosphere of Venus is made almost entirely of carbon dioxide, creating a runaway greenhouse gas effect and heating the atmosphere to approximately 870 degrees Fahrenheit. The air pressure on Venus is about equivalent to the pressures we would experience at 3,000 feet under the ocean. One day on Venus is 117 days on Earth. The sun rises in the west and sets in the east. It's too hot on Venus for water to exist in any liquid form on the planet. Even though the elements are the same, the balance of the elements is completely different, making Earth habitable to biological organisms and Venus an unfriendly place to life forms, at least as far as we know. In the world of alchemy, there's a saying, as above, so below. Just as we can see how the formation of the elements arose out of the combustion of stars and how the balance of elements on this planet create life as well as its proximity to the light and warmth of the sun, we can also see at a micro scale how the environment of our earth creates the conditions for our health or our illness. Contained within the cycle of the seasons, we can see the dance of the elements in traditional Western herbalism and astrology, spring carries the energy of air. Summer is infused with fire. Autumn is the ripe juiciness of water and winter is the cold, dry, solid earth. In traditional Chinese medicine, the elements in the seasons are different. Spring is called wood and it carries the energy of bursting forth, emerging and rising up like the sap that rises. Summer is the element of fire and the heat that it brings. Late summer is the element of earth, which is damp, condensed, and heavy, like a ripe tomato hanging on the vine. Autumn is the season of metal, the crystallizing and concentrating of life force as it moves into the earth to find safe harbor for the coming winter. Winter is ruled by the element of water these elements dance, infused by and infusing one another. Wood, 
feeds earth, which feeds water, which feeds fire, feeding metal and back to wood, creating a pentagram within a circle. These elements offer balance and stability to one another. We acknowledge that the dance of the elements in balance and harmony creates and sustains life on this planet. Our earth is so precious, so delicately balanced, so fine-tuned. There are so many systems in place to keep the earth moving in balance, from the Gulf currents to the airstreams, the movement of mineral-rich salt across the Atlantic from Africa on trade winds to fertilize the Amazon rainforest, the movement of iron from the rainforest into the sea to feed plankton. Minerals are constantly shifting in a well-orchestrated dance of life. As modern humans, we are no longer attuned to this dance. We don't allow these well-honed and perfected systems to have sway over our decisions. We just expect that the earth will adapt and adjust to the terraforming and ecocide of human progress. The thought that the madmen and megalomaniacs who rule this world would risk a nuclear winter or further ecological collapse to press the boundaries of a nation further, to expand their sense of empire, just shows the horrible disease of the human mind. We have forgotten the delicate, tenuous balance of life on Earth and the sacred human mission to act as stewards of this balance. Instead, we wage war on our mother, just as we wage it on ourselves. Every culture on earth has deities that represent fire, water, earth, and air. To most cultures, the earth is mother, provider, shelter, she who grows and ripens the grains. She who turns the wheel of time and gathers her children back to her at the end of life. She is embodied so perfectly by the Venus of Willendorf, the 30,000 year old sculpture of a voluptuous woman discovered in Austria in 1908. The Venus is about four inches long, but her power feels far greater, very much like the power held in the nucleus of every tiny atom in existence. Researchers believe that the Venus was originally sourced from stone in northern Italy or the Ukraine. This means that this figure was so precious that it was carried at least 730 kilometers from northern Italy near Lake Garda, or at most 1600 kilometers if carried from Ukraine to the location it was discovered in Austria. Perhaps she was carried by nomads over many generations. She must have been treasured and cherished by the people who carried her so far from the original bedrock from which she was hewn. These Ice Age people deeply honored the mother, the good earth, and the cycles of fertility. We would be wise to restore that reverence to our modern cynical worldview. Herbs that are ruled by the earth principle are those that nourish and build blood and bone. Herbs of Saturn, like comfrey, Solomon's seal, 
patchouli, horsetail, and mullein fall into the category of earth-building herbs. Working with the root chakra also helps us to balance the element of earth in our bodies. This is a great place to introduce work with a therapist to heal trauma around safety and belonging. We can also work with grounding stones like amber, petrified wood, fossilized trilobite or ammonite, tiger's eye, and so many more. We can practice grounding and centering meditations, getting enough sleep, introducing more discipline and routine into our lives. These are all ways to enhance and harmonize the earth element in our own bodies and lives. And that it is our responsibility as microcosms of the life of this planet to keep our own bodies in balance and to use our life to contribute to the overall wellness of all life in this place. Currently, our earth is trembling with the fear and the despair of so many who are experiencing suffering for a number of reasons. And if you ever feel powerless to make a difference, just remember that one atom out of your body contains within its nucleus more power than you could imagine. And that this body that seems so solid or this life that seems so out of our control is all made almost entirely of space and energy. And so everything we see can change quickly, almost magically, if the conditions are right. And it is our job as conscious, loving, magical beings to work to make the conditions right for a radical change toward love and reverence for all life on this planet. May we all take up this sacred work and make this world filled with beauty and wonder as it was meant to be. for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me.